Digital Trends. Digital Trends. Digital Trends. Digital Trends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Richards Group Digital Trends Podcast. I'm your host and digital strategy group head, Jessica Kingman, and in every episode, I'll be diving into one of our 10 digital trends for 2020. And today, I'm talking with paid social planner Aubrey Elliott on her trend, A New Social Order. Hi, Aubrey. What's up, Internet? <laughs> Are you excited? I'm very excited. <laughs> Good. Well, just talk to me a little bit uh, about your trend of a new social order and why you believe that advertisers, clients, and brands should care. Yeah. So when we talk about a new social order, I think what we're really talking about here is the way that people are interacting on social. So previously, and I think what a lot of people, at least my age, know of social from when we first started is uh, posting publicly about your day-to-day experiences or broadcasting your opinions. And I think as we've grown a little bit more, become a little bit more educated as users, a younger generation that is more used to posting privately has come through. We've realized that publicly broadcasting those things is not necessarily how we want to interact on those social spaces with each other. And and maybe it is a, just a little bit more of a, a closer community that we're looking for. So <laughs> I think uh, and now we kind of think of those broadcasting of those public opinions more so for our moms and dads and grandmas <laughs> that, that are on Facebook. Um, but as we move into this kind of new way of interacting with each other, Brands really need to take notice because we are a part of that conversation. And and as such, we want to fit the form and the function of that conversation to remain relevant. So as brands, we need to stay in touch with how people are interacting on these social platforms. And as they move to a more private interaction, take notice of ways that your brand can show that you're seeing that and show that you are uh, seeing how people want to interact on those platforms. And because it is moving to that more private interaction, people are interacting much more with just their friends and their families, we need to think about those personalized interactions that we can make as brands and those personal relationships that we can create as brands on on these platforms, again, to just show how we are really in touch with the platforms and in touch with how people are wanting to interact. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about some of the shifts that we've seen Facebook and obviously within that umbrella, Instagram as well, start making. Um, First, I kind of want to focus on Facebook. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, and you noted this in your trend, he kicked off Facebook's annual developer conference by stating that the future is private. Uh, Do you think that this is, you know, Mark Zuckerberg kind of taking a a stance that he's going to dismantle the newsfeed and Facebook as we know it? Or do you see that as a more additive message and that Facebook is going to start shifting more resources into private communication? Yeah, yeah. I I think that, you know, the newsfeed as we know it, Facebook as we know it is not going to completely dismantle. Instagram as we know it is not going to completely dismantle. But I do think what it is is a, uh, it shows that they're taking notice, right? They're taking notice that people do want more control and that it is their job as, as the platforms to make our experience better. I think Facebook has always kind of talked about the user experience first and foremost, um, whether people believe it or not from the side of advertising and having those things in. Um, But I think that by by stating that the future is private, it shows a little bit of their commitment towards 
ensuring with users that they do want to make these uh, steps forward as far as keeping their data private, giving the user more control, ensuring that the user is a little bit more educated about the types of ways that they can control their data and how uh, their life is being displayed out in the internet. Um, I think that, you know, Mark has obviously stated that they've made it they've made a couple of different updates from an advertising perspective as well as from a user perspective to show that they are trying to make steps towards that um, so i really do think it's it's kind of this idea of hey we're trying to do better right i i think that um it might not be the the final steps and it might not be uh the only thing or the best thing but at least it's baby steps towards the, towards a bigger picture I'm interested in where the shift from platforms and favoring these private interactions stem from. Do you think that it's just a reaction to consumers' outrage at the exploitation of the data that they've kind of put on those platforms, or do you think it's something bigger than that? I think the shift comes from a few different places. Uh, I do think that people in some ways want to be more private naturally, but I also think that we do have this entire generation that has grown up with just private first sharing in general. Um, you know, they're more used to the Snapchats and the messages that you can send privately back and forth. That's kind of their first form of communication and what they've always grown on. And in that way, they kind of expect that from other platforms. And, and so when a platform doesn't necessarily have that type of communication or only has it in a certain format, they're going to shift towards that format first uh, just because they're so used to it. I think that especially the younger generations are very aware of what social can do and how how much you are truly broadcasting your life when when you put uh, when you put out different messages on social. So I think that uh, just because of the the gain, the increase in knowledge about sharing and and what can be a very public display of your life um, on social and understanding that you do want to keep some of these things more private and then having the platforms make some of these updates in formats and in functionality uh, to provide that privacy. I think those things coupled together really has pushed that sh this shift forward um, and kind of kept it's kind of going to propel it to propel it on in the future because of um, because these ge this generation has just grown up with it and almost expects it now. I'm interested in hearing kind of the conversation and, and your answers, you know, stories to me is kind of top of mind as a new format, as a new update, perhaps, uh, especially within Instagram and Facebook. And I'm curious on your perspective on why we've seen such widespread success of the stories format. There's many reasons as to why stories has become more popular. I don't think that there is one exact piece that has pushed it forward more than the next. But I do think think that there's several pieces, uh, one being that there is a generation that has just grown up with this type of communication and and really grown up with the stories format as their main communication, especially those who kind of started as native Snapchat users. So there is a generation piece that this this younger generation is kind of pushing the stories format because they are so used to communicating in that way. Um, I also think that there's a piece of it that it's 
it's ephemeral, right? It's a little bit more exclusive. People enjoy the fact that it's only up for 24 hours. And as such, people are making sure that they view those their friends' stories because they know it's not going to be up forever. So I think that there's a piece of that that makes it a little bit mysterious. It's ephemeral. It's fun. Um, and so I think as such people want to use it more there's uh, you know more filter options or, or stickers and things that you can put on it that makes it a little bit more fun and personal personal um but again from uh from a interactions perspective stories is a little bit more a place that's uh safer right mm-hmm. so people can be a little bit more of themselves because they're not getting those comments that'll publicly be out there forever uh they're getting comments that are direct messages to them and therefore uh they can field those on their own or choose not to see them and because of that it makes people a little bit happier um so i think there's a there's quite a mix of things that uh, that makes stories this this place that people enjoy being in and enjoy viewing and enjoy enjoy posting content to, and why I think that we'll continue to see the stories format really rise as as uh, more and more people use it. Do you mind talking a little bit about some of the updates that Facebook has made, both from an advertiser and a user side, to you know be able to create more privacy on on both ends of that spectrum? Sure. So there have been a couple updates from a targeting, especially from a targeting perspective for advertisers on what kind of data that we can use to target as well as what data is readily available for us to target. From a user perspective, uh, there are some updates where it makes it a little bit more apparent as to how advertisers are able to target you uh, and also how you can control what they are able to use. So I think uh, in an overall sense, you know, they're constantly making these updates. I think even from a sharing perspective, right, Instagram has close friends now that you share your stories to versus just kind of broadcasting those stories out to everyone. So it does in that way give you a lot of options as as a user. And I think what one of the biggest things about this is, is that uh, as advertisers, we're very, very aware of the types of data that we can use to target people. And I think that we sometimes get really lost in the idea that to other people, that seems a little bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's something that we're so close to all the time that it's just something that's so inherent and and normal to us. And, and really for others, it's not that normal. So I think as users, uh, we do really need to educate ourselves on what types of data are being used to target us, what, we, what preferences we really do have, and not only uh, what those data pieces are, but how does that affect our experience? Because again, I think it all really goes back to that user experience. I think that the updates that they have made as far as sharing and and things that you can share with certain people versus not, again, that's a user experience update. But from a targeting perspective, I don't think that that the platforms have done a really good job of educating people how the data that we are using to target them makes their user experience better or should make their user experience better if we're doing our jobs correctly. Mm -hmm. And and, and by that, it's almost putting a lot of fear into people as as to what types of data people are using and how it actually works. So I think there is a, a bit more transparency by those updates that they have made, but uh, the story behind it is a little bit lost on users. So I, I would hope that that becomes a little bit more clear to them or there's ways that they can better educate themselves on that. So as kind of our, our paid social planner in the room, I mean, how are you using that 
personal data to, you know, better enhance the user experience of those who may be using Facebook, Instagram, insert social platform here? Sure. So from a targeting perspective, you know, all of that data, again, and this is going to be a, a little bit uh, self-promoting, but <laughs> all of that data is anonymized. And so, you know, we can't necessarily say who is who exactly, right? Uh, that makes it a little bit less scary for the user, hopefully. But uh, from a targeting perspective and the way that we use that data to make their experiences better, hopefully we are targeting people in the right way. So one, they're getting the correct messages, but also that they're getting the correct messages at the right time and in the right right way. So when we say things like that, we're usually talking about you're not getting a ad for the boots that you already purchased two days ago. <laughs> I think for our clients specifically, uh, the journey is a big piece of that targeting. So not only from the type of data that we use, but also from the type of data that we use to keep people from being targeted with certain ads. Mm -hmm. I think it all kind of goes together uh, in, a, in a journey. And if we don't think about it that way, if we only think about it from the exact message and the exact people that we're trying to hit, um, I think we kind of lose the idea of where people are within their journey with our brand. So from a targeting perspective and the types of data that we use, yes, uh, we are using things like uh, email lists and loyalty lists that we get from our from our clients and things like that. But it's all to make the make sure that we are targeting those right users and that we are ensuring that we've seen you. Like, I think that the biggest thing that brands sometimes lose out on is that they don't think about they don't think about how educated the user actually is on mm. uh, why they might be seeing some ads. So again, going back to kind of your last question, as mm -hmm. this education grows with users, I think that we as advertisers, it's our responsibility and our job to show, yes, you we know that we've seen you and now we're going to move you to that next part of the journey or we're gonna drop you out of that pool. You're either someone who's engaged or not engaged and the fact that we can tell that now is something that gives us a lot of power but it also gives us a lot of responsibility to uh, provide that value back to you as a user and ensure that your experience is moving along positively. So I think that having that data is a huge responsibility on us because at this point it's our responsibility. It's almost standard as it should be for us to make sure that we show the user yes we understand where you are in the journey with us and we'll ensure to target you the right way and give you the right message for that. So you mentioned the journey and uh, advertisers hopefully bringing consumers along or meeting consumers where they are on the journey. Can you talk just a little bit more about what you mean when you say the journey and, and what you kind of mean when you talk about targeting and, and reaching somebody at the right stage of their journey? I think with as brands, you have these different touch points with users, these different places. So you might be talking to someone for the first time. They have no idea who your brand is. They've never heard of you. You might be talking to a user that has engaged with your brand, whether it be on your site, whether it be on your Facebook page or Instagram page, uh, but they haven't necessarily maybe seen all of your products, know, uh, know all about your brand, need a little bit more education. Um, and then you also have those users who are probably very well acquainted with your brand and are really looking um, maybe in the consideration phase of, of their journey with you. And they might be really just kind of 
needing that final push to make that final action, whatever that might be, whether it be to buy, whether it be uh, to submit a form, whatever that final conversion or action that you're looking for is. And so these different touch points are are along the journey and, and you can meet people at those different parts of the journey based on how you are targeting those users. And so when we talk about the messaging and making sure that we're hitting people at the right time, at the right moment. That's what we're talking about. We are talking about understanding that as people move along the journey and as we have the ability to target those people along the journey, we need to be sending them the right message. We need to be thinking about ways to make it more personal, more human. Because again, going back to the idea that people are becoming more private and and less public, those interactions that they're having on a day-to-day basis are much more personal than what they've been doing in the past. And they almost expect that kind of human aspect into it. So as as an advertiser, if you aren't connecting that message with the right targeting and with the right part of your journey, if those connections are missed, then it becomes, again, really robotic, really, uh, really automated and almost losing that human aspect in the piece of storytelling and being a part of a journey with uh, with a user between a brand and creating that real relationship. So in some ways, you and I could both be in market for a refrigerator, but depending, let's say that you kind of are ready to buy and I'm just starting out, we could just be seeing entirely different ads from advertisers, right? Right. And so we could be seeing, hopefully we are seeing, right? Hopefully we are seeing different messages. Hopefully, uh, if I'm the one that, that I'm not necessarily ready to buy that I'm just starting out. I'm getting a message that that teaches me a little bit more why I should love this brand, uh, what makes this brand pop. If you're ready to buy, hopefully you're seeing the exact make and model of what you've been looking at online. Um, and and that's just that final push that you needed. But uh, if we're doing our jobs correctly and if we're p- providing value to the user, that is the kind of experience that we want to provide. I think anything else is almost just a miss from brands because we do have that type of technology and we do have that that data available to us at this point. Do you think that those expectations, especially if we think about private communication of receiving the right message at the right time, do you think that those ex- expectations from consumers are heightened in this new era of private communication? Definitely, definitely. I think that in this new way of communicating, in this new style that we are communicating with each other more privately, that that's not not necessarily to say that brands are excluded from that, that advertising is excluded from that. Because again, as we continue to have more private conversations or skew towards more private conversations before uh, public conversations on social. I think that that interaction will make that same skew with brands. And as such, we will expect more personalized and uh, more exact messaging as users as we gain that knowledge of, of targeting, as we gain that knowledge of data. All of these things kind of play in tandem of the user becoming kind of a a smarter user of of social. We are a part of this ecosystem and we are a part of this community and, and people have now, by following us on social media, by following our brands, uh, or being targeted by our brands and allowing that targeting by our brands, they have almost invited us into their conversations and as such, uh, we should provide that value back as brands. So kind of just 
my last couple of questions for you. How do you fundamentally believe that brands should shift their thinking on how to approach uh, social as this uh, more privacy and private communication uh, comes to bear? Overall, I think that brands, especially uh, larger brands, can really take a couple hints or notes from some of their smaller local counterparts. So think your local coffee shop, think uh, your local retail store. These places are not necessarily posting or, uh, or maybe creating content in the same exact way as larger brands. It's a, a little bit less uh, stylized maybe, or it's a little bit less product focus. And that's not to say that there's not a place where product ads do uh, do provide a lot of value to the user. I get retail ads all the time and I always want to see them. <laughs> but I, I think that overall brands really need to start thinking about authenticity and personality and who they are. I think as as brands start to shift their mindset about how do they communicate more personally to to users, they'll start to really think about how their content and how their communication can look more personalized and can look a little bit less maybe stylized or less product focused and still get the right uh, messaging across. So I'm interested in if the way that we measure success on social media in the age of consumer empowerment and, and privacy changes at all. I think that in some cases uh, there is a, a look at return on ad spend. There is a look at uh, general sales direction and, and how sales are being impact, impacted when social is flighted on versus when social is dark. I think that as far as the way we think about engagement on social and potentially the brands that are looking at things like comments, likes, and shares, uh, things that do tend to be a little bit more public and as people move away from those types of actions, you might ne you might start to see uh, the way that we measure engagement on social a little bit different than how we've thought of it in the past in wanting to drive those comments. To read more about Aubrey's trend, the new social order, as well as other trends that we predict will make an impact in the advertising landscape in 2020, please go to trends.richards.com. Now let's go have fun. <laughs>